Yes, this is EM Case's Best Case Ever mini-podcast series, and I'm your host, Dr. Anton Hellman. On a previous Best Case Ever with Dr. Brian Steinhardt, we talked about thinking outside the abdominal box. In this Best Case Ever, for Dr. Carr's Best Case Ever series, we're going to dig a bit deeper into thinking outside the abdominal box. Dr. Carr, let it rip. So this was a fascinating case, not one of the typical ways that you see patients present. So I saw this 70-year-old guy. This 70-year-old guy had no past medical history and no medications. Now, those aren't always created equal. There are a subset of people who never go to see doctors, and either they're super healthy or not interested. He was the latter. So this is a gentleman whose family forced him to go to the eMERGE. And you always have to be worried about these sort of patients who don't want to fill up your time for no good reasons. This is a 70-year-old guy with a three-day history. He's had severe abdo pain in his right upper quadrant with occasional diarrhea. He has no blood in his stool but is vomiting and has abdo pain that's 5 out of 10. You look at his vitals, 37.4, 168 over 93, 78, 98%, and arrests of 20 you go to see this gentleman, and he really complains of severe right upper quadrant pain and vomiting. He tells you that his bowel movements are normal. He really only had a few loose stools, no bloody or black stools. He hasn't had travel, and he certainly hasn't had any chest pain or shortness of breath. It only hurts in his right upper quadrant. You ask him about if he's ever had gallstones, if he's ever had an ultrasound, and he's very quick to point out to you that he doesn't see doctors, and he would have he hasn't had blood work or an ultrasound or anything to that matter. You examine him, his chest is clear, his cardiovascular exam is normal, but he's super tender in his right upper quadrant. So, hey, common things being common. I got a guy with maybe a low-grade fever, vomiting, severe pain in his right upper quadrant, and I'm thinking, let's give him some fluids, we'll keep him NPO, give him some analgesia, and let's get that gall bag ultrasound. So, I put him in for an ultrasound, I give him some Zofran, I give him some morphine, And I go on with my day. Nurse keeps coming back to me. He's still in pain. So I write more generous morphine orders. He's still having this right upper quadrant pain. He's still nauseous. I try some Maxran. And I get the blood work back. On first glance, it's what I kind of thought to expect. He's got a mild increase in his white count. He's got an AST rise that's about six or seven times normal. But his ALK, his Billy, everything else seemed completely normal. So I kind of scratched my head. You know, I was looking for this cholestatic picture. Why isn't his alkafos and Billy elevated? That doesn't make sense. You know, why is there an isolated AST? I go back. He's still in lots of pain. And I ask him, are you a drinker? Maybe his AST is up because he, you know, acute alcohol intoxication. Turns out he never has a drink. So I still scratch my head and I said, gee, AST rise. I wonder what this could be. So I'm getting hungry. I'm heading out to lunch. So I asked the nurse, you know what? He's got this AST rise. Maybe that means something. Why don't you do an ECG and a trope and I'll reassess him. And then I come back and I look at his labs. His trope's 42. Ouch. Ouch is right. I asked for the ECG. Hasn't been done. So I take a look at it. Ouch again. He's got ST elevations in his inferior leads with his 15 lead showing extension of his right ventricle. Wow. So this guy who presents with right upper quadrant pain, 
nausea, diarrhea, actually has an inferior STEMI with extension. Exactly. And if you look at the classic description of an inferior right-sided infarct, they often will present with a lot of GI symptoms. They can present with right upper quadrant pain. They can present with nausea and vomiting as that right side of the heart is bothering the hemidiaphragm. And they can have predominant GI only. He didn't have a drop of chest pain. In fact, when the cardiology team came down code STEMI, they really were hung up over the fact that he didn't have chest pain. And I said to them, guys, his trope's 42. He has ST elevation. He doesn't go see doctors. I can promise you this is a STEMI. And sure enough, his cath, 100% right coronary. We always think about chest pain equivalents, like shortness of breath, but right upper quadrant pain you can think of as a chest pain equivalent. Vomiting too. I mean, for sure, a lot of GI upset. Dr. Carr, I just want to back up a bit here. Why in the world did you even get remotely in the vicinity of suspecting ischemia in the first place in this guy? I mean, he came in with right upper quadrant pain, GI symptoms. Yeah, an inferior can cause some GI symptoms, but I personally can't imagine myself ever even thinking about ischemia. What tipped you off to actually do the ECG and the trope in this guy? When I think of ischemic chest pain presenting, I think if you have to have one of three things, either you have a fantastic story, like you're shoveling snow when you get chest pain. Either you have a fantastic ECG, which those tombstones are frowning at you, or you have a biochemical marker. Now, historically, pre-trope CK, AST was a marker of cardiac skeletal muscle injury, especially if it's been several days. Before the advent of tropes, you relied on things. You know, it was just one of these things. This guy wasn't a complainer. He doesn't want to be here. And that should made, made me nervous. And then I see this isolated AST rise in a non-drinker. And I said, this isn't cholestatic. What am I missing? I wonder, hey, I'll throw it out there. Let's just ECG and trope him. But I was as surprised as they come. That was the biggest shock. And, you know, hard to say. The humility of emergency medicine is sometimes you just guess right. Sometimes there's something about it that made you think there's more to him than he leads on. So let me get this straight. An isolated AST in a patient with chest pain or a chest pain equivalent is ischemia until proven otherwise. Well, it's a hard simplification. The end of the day is get a trope. It's hard to say that. But if you haven't done a trope in an abdo pain in an elderly, I think you need to think it. You know, we always are practiced to say abdo pain, you better do tropes in all elderly. And it's kind of gotten boring on me. But hey, when I saw this guy with right upper quadrant pain with a Murphy's, I was going right down the ultrasound route. This was a real shock. Fortunately, I ordered the trope. Nice. It kind of reminds me of the case I had of a young guy with lupus who presented to the ambulatory area with bilateral ear pain, and he ended up having a STEMI. Oh, that sounds good. All right. Until next time, Dr. Carr, rock out. The next episode coming out soon is going to be highlights from Whistler's Update in Emergency Medicine Conference just this past February. We're going to have Dr. Carr speaking about antibiotics. We're going to have Anil Chopra speaking about contrast nephropathy. We're going to have Paul Hannum speaking about pearls of IO lines. We're going to have Joel Yaffe updating us on the most interesting literature from 2014. And last but not least, we'll have Dr. Chris Hicks giving us some cardiology game changers. Uh-huh.